encourage us uh, in this walk of faith, uh, in every aspect of our life, we know that God gives us direction. And, you know, our our marriages are struggling. You know, in the congregation, marriages are struggling. And, you know, so today I want to give encouragement to the married couples and not only just for the married couples, but those that, you know, are young folks as well. Um, Because sometimes they don't have examples to look at. And we need to be examples for them. Uh, So today I want to, my my topic is the fundamentals of a strong marriage. And putting this lesson together, you know, I I had to take a whole lot out uh, because I think I'm gonna have to end up doing this in in probably a couple of different uh, series, uh, but mainly wanting to focus on strengthening the marriage, the fundamentals of a strong marriage. And as I mentioned, you know, it's we have some younger couples that are here that, you know, just just been married for a a year or two. And, you know, as soon as someone says they want to get married, the married folks are saying, oh, you better. I don't know about that. You better. Hmm. That ain't good. Now, yeah, be cautious. Be, well, we have to warn you, yeah, because marriage is, is, is for life. It's a serious thing. But as a married person, we can't down marriage like, oh, no, you don't want to do that. Marriage is a good thing. Proverbs eighteen twenty two: whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtains favor with the Lord. Finds favor. God. And like I said, there's many aspects of this. I'm not going to go into how uh, Christ parallels the church with marriage and all that. But if he's going to do that, marriage is a good thing. Amen. Don't down marriage Amen. because your marriage ain't what it should be. Amen. We got to get your marriage right. Amen. So, but as every aspect, and I know in this day and time, uh, society is is is. This all screwed up. I mean, now it's legal for man to marry man, woman to marry woman, and all this other stuff. Divorce is, you know, just common practice. But that's not the way it should be. Amen. Now, the Bible gives us so many examples of, of marriages. Uh, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, Jacob and uh, Rachel, Hosea and Gomar, uh, Joseph and Mary, and, and so many more. There, there's... A whole, and we learn lessons from each one. Yeah. And I look at the Tillmans, married 50 years. Yeah. You don't just do that with somebody you just don't like. Right. You know, my wife and I, you know, we always say, we, we got to show y'all how this thing is done. Yeah. You know, so we've taken it upon ourselves to show the young folks how marriage should be. Yeah. And every married person in here should take that upon yourself to show everyone else how marriage should be. Amen. I like my wife. Not only do I love her, but I, I like her. She's my best friend. Man. I like hanging out with her. Man. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Not that we don't have our differences, of course. I mean, the two become one, but we're still two separate people. She's got her mindset. I got mine. Yeah. We're going to bump heads at times, but we love each other. 
in the times that, you know, it's hard to love, we find that we like each other. Amen. So you have to have that in, in marriage. Amen. Oh, one of my favorites, Priscilla and Aquila. Love that story. They, how they work together and how they also not just physically work together, but they also work together for Christ. Amen. Now, what was read into your hearing today was uh, Genesis chapter 2, beginning at verse 18. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was his name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to him, brought her to him. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Now, some say he called her woman because of what was to come. And he was, you know, how, how Eve ate of the forbidden fruit. And, you know, she may have been doing some other things. And all he kept saying was, whoa, man. <laughs> anyway, y'all get that later. <laughs> Anyhow. Continuing on, 24. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. They were both naked and felt no shame. Now, you know, I'm going to go through a few aspects of of you know, getting up to building the strong foundation uh, for marriage. But why get married in the first place? Why get married? And, and just take in account that God made this one woman yeah. for this one man. Yeah. First Corinthians seven. Verse uh, two. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication. Let every man have his own wife Amen. and let every woman have her own husband Amen. to prevent fornication. Yeah. Now, it's natural for a woman to be attracted to a man and a man attracted to a woman. That's natural. <laughs> That's natural. So we're not even getting outside of that. But naturally. A man is going to be attracted to a woman and a woman to... Now, you can have friends, but when it gets to the point where, you know, I, I just can't stop thinking about that person. I just, I got the touch-er, I got the touch-er. To, pre, uh -uh. to prevent fornication, <laughs> that's what marriage, that's where it comes in. Yes, now, we you know, looked at Genesis 2, but, you know, Adam and Eve... They procreated. I mean, they, we know that what is uh, Cain and Abel, Seth, he had uh, some daughters and, you know, studies show that they had even more than that, but they produced children. Man. 
Verse 8, I say, therefore, to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I, but if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. When you get to that point where I just can't contain myself, yeah. it's time to marry. Amen. Now, the, the proper uh, hierarchy for the marriage, the, the proper structure for the home, it should be, you know, two Christians, so two that have obeyed the gospel, now have set eyes on each other. They have affection for each other. They get married, and then they have kids. Then yeah. that's the proper. That's the way it should be. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But God says, hey, if, if you can't contain yourself, yeah. it's best to marry rather to burn. Now, we're in a, a, a day and time where, you know, we're, we're treating marriage like boyfriend and girlfriend. I, I don't like you anymore, so I'm... I'm going to go find me somebody else. That's not marriage. Marriage is to death do you part. Marriage is not boyfriend, girlfriend, irreconcilable differences, prenup agreements, all this stuff. And, you know, I'm going to put you to the side. I'm going to find. And we see all these three and four, five marriages. The grass ain't greener on the other side. Amen. You know, this woman on caught your eye and got you, your head all blowed up and, and you're thinking, well, you know, let me put my wife aside. This is better. No, I guarantee you a woman is going to be a woman. You get over there to the second marriage, you're going to have troubles there. You get to the third marriage, you're going to have troubles there. So just want to put that out there. I wasn't even in there. <laughs> but divorce is where I was wanting to go. Matthew, Matthew uh, 19, beginning at verse 3. So the Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? But the Lord said, haven't you read, he replied, that the, uh, at the beginning, the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to, to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. And we just read that over in Genesis. Verse 6, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Yeah. And then they said, why then, they asked, that Moses command that a man give his wife uh, a certificate of divorce and send her away. Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard, but it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another committed adultery. Yeah. Now, two things here. One, you know, it is is... He says, except for sexual immorality. He doesn't say that you have to. That's right. Because That's right. 
the man or woman stepped outside of the marriage. Right. It gives you permission to. Right. Now, as I mentioned before, those uh, you know, uh, married couples that we see in the Bible, you know, um, uh, Gomar, Hosea and Gomar, you know, she was promiscuous, but God said, hey, you go out there and get her. Yeah. So that's not saying that you have to put her or him away. Amen. You can still work that out. Amen. But that's not where I'm going. That's not my lesson today. But I'm just wanting to point that out there. And then some would say, well, he's talking to the men divorcing your wife. Now, this goes both ways. Amen. This goes both ways. But, you know, some of you. You know, say, well, you know, I don't know. That's why I put this one in here, too. First Corinthians seven. And by the way, first Corinthians, if, if pertaining to marriage, read first Corinthians seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything pertaining to marriage yeah. is in first Corinthians seven. Yeah. Verse thirty nine. A woman is bound to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes. Yeah. But he must be belong to the Lord. So we only have two reasons for possible divorce according to the Bible. And that is what? Fornication, sexual immorality, and death. Okay? So it ain't irreconcilable differences. We just can't get along. I can't stand him. You, you got to work, all, work it out. That's right. Work it out. That's right. According to God's word, these are the two reasons. Amen. 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 All right. But that's not my lesson either. But I'm trying to get into the fundamentals of, of a strong marriage. So I had to give the basis. Why, why, get, why marriage anyway? Because you can't contain yourself. Amen. And, and while you're there, it ain't about getting divorced. So let's work on our marriage. Amen. Let's work on the marriage. Amen. You know, we know that the men have a role and the women have a role, Amen. man and woman. So let's look at the role of the man in the marriage. The man is there for spiritual leadership, Amen. spiritual leadership. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse three says, but I want you to realize that the, the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is man. The head of the woman is man and the head of Christ is God. So man, men, we are to be the spiritual leader for our families. Now, I I know the makeup, especially of our congregation. I don't know. I mean, it's not just us. I guarantee you it's not just us, but men are absent all over the church of Christ they're absent even in the Baptist, Catholic, other, you know, stuff. Men, I, I don't know if it's a, I, I can handle this on my own, I got this, or whatever it may be, that, that should not be the case. Amen. To be an effective husband and father, Christ has to be the head of you. Amen. In order for it to work, Amen. he has to be the head. First Timothy chapter three, verse five. If anyone does not know how to uh, manage their own family, how can he take care of God's church? And we see over in first Timothy three, you know, the uh, qualifications for an elder overseer, the deacons. 
you, you, can't, you can't hold those offices if you can't even rule your own home well. Amen. If you're not the spiritual leader in your family, then you can't be the spiritual leader here. Amen. So God says you, you, you're, you're commanded. You're charged with that. Yeah. As a male, we are charged to be that spiritual leader. Genesis 7. Oh, this perfect example. Genesis 7, 5. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. And then verse 7. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark and escaped the waters of the flood. Now, this is Noah doing God's will, leading his family, and it saved their lives. Yeah. Noah is a prime example of being that spiritual leadership for your family. Yeah. And you know, Gerard is going over uh, the book of Joshua. We hadn't got to uh, chapter 24 yet, but this is one of my favorite passages here. Uh, Joshua, great, great leader. And, and especially to his family, uh, Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors serve beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amor Amorites in whose land you are living. But for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Now that's what we should be saying. Yeah. I know that there are some husbands that are not here, some wives that are not here. Now, I'm, this, well, I'll put this out on our podcast. It'll be out on our website. I'll put the PowerPoint up there too. Share it with them yeah. because they need to know what their role is. In order to have a strong marriage, in order to have a good marriage, you have to follow these steps. Amen. You have to be, you have to stay in your lane. Man. It ain't going to work if you don't. Man. The man is supposed to be a provider. Yeah. Man. Yeah. A provider. First Timothy 5 and 8. Anyone who does not provide for their relation, uh, relatives and especially their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Yeah. Man. Yeah. A man is supposed to be a provider. Now, that doesn't, uh, you know, I know we're in a different day and time. The wives are working. That's, that's all fine and dandy. The wife may make more money than you. That's fine and dandy. But you are to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are to work. Yeah. You're not to sit up at home and play games all day. Amen. You are to be a provider. Yeah. And, and let me get this too. It's not just financial. That's right. It says to be a provider. Now, you are supposed to provide direction. You're supposed to provide examples to your family. You're supposed to provide your wife with the things she needs. And that's not just monetary. Right. Yeah, that's not just a new pair of shoes. Right. That's some admiration. That's some, honey, let me listen to you, what you got to talk about. Let me, let me provide you with the things that you need. Amen. So a husband is supposed to be a a provider, Man. a lover. The man is supposed to be a lover. Man. Ephesians 5, 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for 
up for her. Verse 28, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hates their own body, but feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. Love your wife. Now, you, you're not going to, you know, when, when you feel that you need a haircut and you don't, you know, you don't feel your best, you, you, you take care of yourself. That's right. Take care of your wife. Love right. your wife. That's right. You must love. That's your role. Yeah. That is your role is to love your wife. First Peter 3, 7. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives. And treat them as, as, with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you in the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. Now, ladies, you, 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 y'all are made up different than us. <laughs> y'all are some emotional creatures. Yeah. You are. And not to slight you on it, but, you know, knowing that you are more emotional, you know, you're going to have your ups and downs a little bit more often than we do. But, men, we have to make sure that we recognize that, okay. you know, and Satan, Satan is going to be on them. Yeah. And, you know, when they want to argue, that, that doesn't mean we have to argue back. Okay. Sometimes, fellas, it's, it's, it's good just to be quiet. And they can fuss at you for being quiet, but just let them fuss at you for being quiet. <laughs> Trust me, you'll be better off for it sometimes. But not only that, but he says, as heirs with you in this gracious gift of life. Now, my, my life is so much better with my wife in it. Now, I, I can't even imagine growing old and doing some of the things that I would like to do in the future without her. Yeah. I, when, my, when I think of it, I, I don't think of it without her. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. We are in this thing together. Yeah. Our ups, our downs, our good times. And then, you know, it, it, like I said, you're going to go through some things. In marriage, you're going to go through some things. Yeah. But if you really look at it, you don't fester on those bad moments. Your good times way outweigh the bad times. I guarantee yeah. you. Yeah. Guarantee you. So look at her as an heir to all this blessing that God has blessed you with. Yeah. Now, women, you all are, have your role as well. Yeah. You are to guide the home. Yeah. 1 Timothy 5, 14. I will, therefore, that the young women marry, bear children, guide the house, bear children. Now, I, I didn't put this in here, and actually it would have gone with, with both. Um, this, this won't go back, but anyway, so... Um, Malachi 2, and I believe around verse 13, yeah. you know, it talks uh, about the, the, the man uh, treating his, his wife, the, the, the wife of his youth, yeah. you know, bad. And, and yet he's, he's at the altar crying out to God for help. And, and he's wondering why, why God isn't answering his, his, his prayers. And he said, well, it's because you, you're not treating your wife right. So your prayers are hindered. But then later on in that same passage, he, he tells why he put the two together. And I mentioned with Adam and Eve and they had children. 
He says in, in uh, Malachi 2 that he's seeking a godly seed. So he's seeking children and for you to bring them up. So women, here in 1 Timothy uh, 5 and 14, it says for you to guide the house. Now, I think the old saying was, you know, way to a man's heart is through his stomach and and all that. That ain't true. (laughs) I'll be fine if you go get a, a, a full meal from Publix or... You know, KFC, uh, not KFC, but Pop, uh, Popeye's. <laughs> you can have a hamburger, but we can eat. We're going to eat. But one thing I did not put in here, and the main reason that, you know, one of the reasons that you got married was uh, that affection, yeah. right? So that's, that's a major part of it. I won't get into that in, in, in this lesson. But the other part is, you know, I rely on my wife with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a lot of single people out there and not my, oh, I feel for them because you need help. And the the things that uh, my shortcomings, my wife, she picks up on those things. Now, I I love that she, you know, makes the the girls uh, doctor's appointments, dentist appointments. She's good with them, you know, staying on there, making sure they do their work and all that. Wives, you, you have to be there to help guide the home. You have to guide the children. Amen. Now, now, men, we have our role, too. Yeah. But the scriptures say that the woman is to guide the home. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you don't know how to cook, you know, you can learn how to cook. It doesn't necessarily say cook some, you know, black eyed peas and greens. <laughs> but you're there to guide the home. Man. If you're there to be a homemaker, Learn those things. Do those things. Amen. That is what you're there for, is to guide the home. Not to be absent. Yeah. Now, I, yeah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> not to be absent. <laughs> but, you know, when you, let me go there. So it, when, when, you, when you're married, you know, the two become one. Yeah. And then when you have children, that two becomes one, and then you got others that, that you're caring for. Yeah. You, especially as the male, you, you, get, you, you become last in that, in that, in that equation, by the Amen. way. Amen. But for the mother and the father, those, it's about the kids. Yeah. It's not about you, you know, I got these aspirations, I want to do this, and I want to do that. It's about those kids. Amen. God wants you to raise a godly seed. He yeah. has given you and I'll have to do that in another lesson as well on, on uh, marriage, the family structure, and, and how God says to raise the children. Yeah. Now, my wife, I, I love my wife. You know, prime example. Uh, she's gotten to a point now, this, uh, the job that she has now, she travels a little bit more. But our kids are a senior in high school and, you know, a senior in college. But all along the way, she curtailed her her job situation around the kids. Yeah. Now me, I'm all I had to, I'm working, you know, uh, 50 hours a week, you know, whatever I had to do. But she always either you know worked at night or worked the early shift. Whatever it did was complementary to my schedule, so that one of us would be home with the kids when they got home. Yeah, man. So that's just me and my family. Yeah. Because that's the way. Hey, I said this is. Uh, we have to be there for our kids. Yeah. 
It's about them. And it's even still about them. Guaranteed. It, it is. You, they, they, they may not want to realize it, but the kids, it is about you. But also, it's about me and my wife as well. You, you have to take time. And, that, you know, we have our date nights. We, we love, if, if your kids don't see you around the house giggling at each other, if they don't see you hugging each other, something ain't right. Yeah. 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 You, you have to get to that point. Yeah. It's, y'all, it's your marriage. That's right. Let me go on. Uh, a woman is to be submissive to your, your husband. Yeah. And this ain't, yeah. this ain't me. I'm not saying this. <laughs> this in the Bible. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so don't get, you know, we all, yeah. Ephesians 5, 22. Wives, submit yourselves to your husband, to your own husband. Yeah. Yeah. As do to the Lord. Verse 24, now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Man. Now, this is not something that uh, the man is to take advantage of. That's right. So this is not one of those situations, you do what I tell you to do. Amen. Now, it may be submissive, you know, if, if the wife does better with finances, yeah. then you say, well, honey, I need you to take care of this. Yeah. You may not want to, but your husband said, hey, I, I need you to take care of that. You, you do that. That's right. Now, so, and, and the husband, as I, we'll get into a little bit further, but love, that doesn't mean, you know, be dogmatic. That's right. Dogmatic Amen. to your wife. That's right. Because she's the weaker vessel and, hey, the Bible says, submit to me. And no, it's, it's a partnership. And the responsibilities, guys, it, it relies on, it, it's on you. Right. So, woman, your role is to be submissive to your husband. Yeah. Colossians 3.18, wives, submit yourself to your husbands mm-hmm. as it's fitting in the Lord. Yeah. A helper to your husband. Your role is to be a helper to your husband. Again, in Genesis chapter 2, in verses 18 through 25, we've read that. You are to be a helpmate to your husband. Amen. And my wife, oh, I, I, I can't sing her praises enough, but, you know, it, you know when in our courtship, you know, and, and looking around, we met in college, and uh, we, we both briefly dated somebody else, you know, before us, but, you know, I was telling her, I, I knew the previous one wasn't going to work out. I, I couldn't have nobody that was dumber than me. I, I, <laughs> I, I was thinking about the kids. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> like, both of us can't not like to read. Uh, somebody gonna have to like to read. <laughs> so, but my wife, I mean, smart. It's, anyhow, so you, you need to be selective. Uh, just like... Uh, uh, Jacob and, and Rachel, you know, he, he was selective. He said, I, I'll work 14 years. This is what, I, I want Rachel. This is what I want. You better be selective because you, you're going to be stuck. Yeah. Looking up your side of the head like, man, what do I have? Well, you stuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what if you're married to someone who is not a Christian? And then again, this is, I'm still trying to get to the fundamentals uh, of a strong marriage. 
But I know that some of you are married and you have to know what your role is. And then some of you are married to someone that's not in the church. Some of you are married to someone in the church, but don't come. What do you do? What do you do? Stay in your lane. Amen. First Corinthians seven. Again, first Corinthians seven about marriage. It tells everything pertaining to marriage. Especially for those that are married to someone who is a knucklehead, ain't doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, 12 through uh, 17, but I'm going to focus on 16 and 17. How do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Nevertheless, each one should retain the place and life that the Lord assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is the rule I lay down for all the church. As Brother May said, you stay in your lane. I have commanded the woman what to do. We just went through that. I have commanded the man what to do. You keep showing up on Sunday. Mm -hmm. You keep doing what you're supposed to do. You don't know if you're going to say, but by your actions, not being all loud, confrontational and all that. God said, you do what I tell you to do. You don't, it's not for you to save your husband. It ain't for you to save your wife. That's right. And I see so many times, you know, that, you know, God got his own way. Man, he, God is awesome. And you, you see uh, someone just down and out, you know, dog the wife out on left, you know, you got a mistress on their own left and all that. And, and next thing you know, you laid up in the hospital or the nursing home and who, comes to the rescue, the wife. That's right. Mm. Be careful. (laughs) Be careful. But wife, do what you're supposed to do. Continue to do what you're supposed to do. Husbands, do what you're supposed to do. All right, here we go. We're getting into the fundamentals of a strong marriage. There are some key points. Trust and obey God. Love, loyalty, respect, and faithfulness, trust and obey. Proverbs chapter three in verse five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Now, when you're going through things in your relationship, when you're going through things in marriage, don't, don't take it upon yourself to, you know, I'm gonna fix this situation. I, you know, I, I'm a go out and get me, you know, three or four jobs. And let me tell you this. You know, and like I said, you, you can play this back. You know, I'm, I'm going to put it out on the website. Whoever needs to hear it can hear it. And they want to talk to me, they can talk to me. But God is not going to bless you with a job that takes you away from worshiping him. Amen. Amen. Right. I mean, common sense would say that's not so. Now, there's 24 hours in a day, you know. Now, to be a leader, spiritual leader, now if God bless you with a job and you have to work on Sunday, so be it. Sometimes I have to work on Sunday. But if I'm out of town, if I'm, you know, up in Atlanta, I'm going to find a way to worship somewhere. Amen. At a church of Christ. I mean, I'm going to find a church of Christ yeah. to worship at. Yeah. 
You can say, honey, well, you know what? I, I stopped by such and such Church of Christ in, in worship today. You know, how, how was Locust Grove today? You have to. So if, you know, that's just me. I, I, I come, my common sense is saying, if God is going to bless you with a job, even if you're working on Sunday, he's not going to say, forsake the assembling me. Amen. That, that, that's, that's, that's not going to happen. Amen. So make sure that you put God first and lean not to your own understanding. That's right. Trust and obey God. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Amen. All things are going to work together. And see, we, we're in these marriages where, you know, we're not putting God first. I guarantee you, if you trust and obey God first and foremost, and, and, and fellas, it, it takes a whole lot of sting out of your wife's argument, arguing. If you can say, hey, I'm going to church, that's, that's, that's half the battle. If, if y'all would just come to church, Amen. <laughs> that's half your battle. Amen. If they say, you know, it, it, women are going to be women, my wife included. I love my wife, so y'all, but, but Satan will get into them, you know, why? why you need to come up. Why are you at the church so long? Why? And I'm saying, well, if, if that's all you got to argue with me about right now, I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> if the argument is why I'm at church, that's good. And then, you know, not, well, why is this you? Like, yeah, whatever. She know that's like, whatever, that's silly. <laughs> so, fellas, that's more, that's more than half. If, if you are to, to engulf yourself in the Bible, in, in Christ, in the church, doing works for the church, that's more than that keeps you out of trouble. Yeah. That keeps you focused. That, that's more than half your battle, fellas. Yeah. So obey and trust God. Love. Love. To build a strong marriage, it has to be love. First Corinthians 13, verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Now, I, I, went, I had a study with the uh, teenagers uh, based off of this, this uh, passage. You know, we were talking about domestic violence. And, 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 and love, you know, doesn't beat you upside the head. Love doesn't call you outside of your name. You know, your, your children, they shouldn't see you arguing. My, my children, I've, I don't, they've never seen me raise my voice at, at my wife, argue. We, we don't do that. Yeah. Now, her and I will have our disagreements, and she, she'll get on, you know, it's more her getting on me. <laughs> because y'all know I mean, I'm, I'm kind of easy, easy kill. Like, you know, keep it moving. Yeah. That's my thing, keep it moving. <laughs> but love, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking. And I said, hey, you know, yeah, I want to be this movie star. I want to go act. I want to be, uh, you know, this number one rapper, uh, whatever it is. Self-seeking. It's not self-seeking. Sweetie, what do you need? What's best for us? What's best for our family? 
Love is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Hmm. Now, I, I, wives, I know you, you know, at one point you thought your, your husband was the best thing since sliced bread. You just thought he, he could do no wrong. You just, uh, in the beginning, it was that way. It was. Yeah. It was when y'all was courting. It was that way. But wives, your husband is a man. And husbands, your wife is a woman. Y'all are people. No one is perfect. Amen. They're going to make mistakes. Amen. They're going to, I can't even say mistakes. They're going to make bad decisions. Yeah. Guarantee, guarantee you. Now, you know, even my daughters, I, I, I disappoint them. I don't want to admit it, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a man. I, I'm, I'm human. And some things I, you know, they'll get sad, you know, because they may want something, and I'm, you know, no, I ain't going to be able to do that. Yeah. Or whatever. So realize that people are going to make bad choices. Yeah. But when you choose to forgive someone, you have to forgive. Amen. When you choose to forgive someone, yeah. you have to forgive. Yeah. It's nothing that they're going to say that's right. But your actions is what should make that wrong right. Now, there's no, no, there's no, no words that you can possibly say when you've called somebody outside their name. Or, that, that's out there. That wrong, whatever that wrong is, is out there. Yeah. The action is, is not, okay, sweetie, I'm sorry, I, 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 I cursed at you, or I called you this, or called you somebody else's name, or whatever it is. That's out there. Now, to correct that, it ain't to say, well, you know, I ain't going to do that no more. I'm sorry. And then you do it again, and then, then you do it again. And, no, to correct that is not to do it again. Amen. To feel remorse for what you did. Hey, I'm sorry. Feel remorse and don't do it again. Amen. Now, that's the only way you're going to build that trust back. Yeah. That's the only way possibly to build a trust back. And it's not to say that it will be built back overnight. But that's the only way. But love does not keep records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoice with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Always preserves. I'm going to preserve my marriage. I'm not going to get a divorce. Love. Loyalty. Romans, I'm sorry, uh, Genesis 2, as we've gone over, 24. And, and therefore shall a man leave his uh, father and mother, shall cleave unto his wife. You know, you see a dog that cleave, you know, dogs. If dogs got sense enough to cleave to their master, yeah. <laughs> and you see a loyal dog that's just uh, even to the death. You know, I've seen uh, dogs of, of fallen soldiers, you know, that the dog is just lay, laying there at, at the casket, loyal to the end. Yeah. Yeah, we're supposed to be that loyal in our marriages, loyal to the end. First uh, Corinthians 13, beareth all things, believeth all things, hear, hopeth all things, endure all things, believeth all things, loyal even when things are tough. 
I'm going to stick by you even when we're going through this tough time. Believeth all things. Loyal, loyalty believes all, uh, in one's mate. I believe in you. I, I, have, I know you can do it. Encouraging them, not beating them down. Amen. Hope all things. Loyalty never looks for the worst in them, but only believes in the best. Yeah. Honey, I, I know you can do it. And not that, it, you know what, you just, you just sorry. <laughs> if you know you didn't, didn't marry a cook, if you know you didn't marry a carpenter, but you need some things done, help them out. <laughs> Say, sweet, hey, here go this YouTube video on how to do this. <laughs> don't, don't, don't say he, just, he ain't got no hope, he just sorry. No. Endured all things. Loyalty sticks it out. You know, loyalty does not abandon the home. Amen. Amen. Respect. You must respect one another. Mutual respect is fundamental in any marriage that uh, expects long-term success. And we read that in in Ephesians 5. You know, those uh, things that the wife must do, those things that the husband must do. And faithfulness. Again, over in uh, Ephesians 5.31 and uh, what we've been reading in Genesis 2. 24, that you must cleave is one husband, one wife. Faithfulness must be there in order to build a strong marriage. So trust and and obey uh, God, love, loyalty, respect, and faithfulness are the keys to having a strong marriage. There's a couple of sayings that I I liked, and, and, you know, uh, there is no challenge strong enough to destroy your marriage as long as you are both willing to stop fighting against each other and start fighting for each other. Amen. You know, you all can have the best marriage in the world, but you know what's preventing you from having the absolute best marriage in the world? It's you. Yeah. Amen. It's only two of you. If you decide today, you know what, I'm going to start looking at my husband like I did when we first met. You know, the whole reason we met, I couldn't keep my eyes. I couldn't been dreaming about him. And, mm. and the same for the husband. You know, my wife is just so beautiful. I, oh, she's the apple of my eye. And I know when I'm at work, I mean, I, I, I think about my wife. I got pictures. I look over. That, that helps me through the day. I smile, think about something we've talked about or done. That's what makes a, a good, strong marriage. Yeah. You know, not every time some, you know, curvaceous woman passed by, you, you no, no. The first thought you should say, man, my wife. That's right. That's right. I'm serious. That's right. That gets you out of some trouble. That's right. That changes your whole mind. If, if, oh, oh, man, my wife. wonder what she's doing. And women, y'all, too. Some old joker, you know, come around trying to, hey, how you doing? You know, smelling good. You know, looking, got a nice suit on, all this. And, oh, my husband. Even though, hey, he, he can be under, working under the house, doing plumbing or whatever. And then you got this joker over here looking all nice and clean. But you thinking, oh, my husband. And he, he, be, he be working it out at home. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Leave you with this one too. Always strive to give your spouse 
the very best of yourself, not what's left over after you've given your best to everyone else. Amen. Mm. Work going to get you down. Work going to get you. Believe work at work. When you get home, I tell my wife, she's, she's, my, uh, she's my refuge. You know, I, she makes me smile. And she makes me laugh. She knows when I need to laugh, when I'm toe down, when the world gets you down, somebody got to build you up. Yeah. So that's the way it ought to be. And, and you know, so I think I, last week I spoiled you. I only talked for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. So I was trying to, I condensed a whole lot in this. But I think, you know, we, we need it. Yeah. Locust Grove, we need it. Our, our, you know, Satan is on our marriages, um, and we're struggling. Yeah. So he knows if he can attack the marriage, he attacks the family, yeah. and in turn, it attacks the church. Yes, so we must work on our, our marriages. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll get on maybe a, a couple more lessons about the intimacy uh, in the marriage. Um, and some other things, you know, but start here. Yeah. Start working on you, and in turn, that works on the spouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I hope and pray that, you know, something I've said will encourage you. Uh, I know all that are not, I'm not married here. We got other folks, you know, it, the lesson may not be for you, but our young folks, marriage is a good thing. Man. Marriage is a good thing. Not that you have to be married. I mean, not that you have to get married. You know, not everybody's going to get married. That's, but when you let, set eyes on somebody else and you just can't contain yourself, it's best to marry than to burn. Okay? Well, that is my message for you all today. Um, but as we stand and sing, if, if you need prayer, you know, if you need prayer for your, your marriage, yeah. we all do. Yeah. Make that all, let us pray. Whatever you're going through with your marriage, I guarantee you, you're not the only one that is going through it. Man. I guarantee you, whatever it is, whatever tough spot, every marriage in here. I mean, even my marriage, I, I lo- we love each other. I mean, I think we got the best marriage possible. But yet we still have our struggles. Man. That is going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen, but you have to get through that. So whatever you're going through, if you need prayer, you know, let us pray with you. Uh, let us pray for you. Uh, if you've sinned, repenting of that sin, let, let that be known. Let us pray for you, help you through that spot. Uh, if you'd like to give your life over to Christ, there's no day like today. Man. There's no day like today. In order to give your life over to Christ, it, it includes baptism. The Man. water is ready. The day is ready. It's a beautiful day. God has blessed us all. So don't let today pass you. Don't leave here like you came. I know we were struggling in the beginning. Heaven's on the other side. But heaven is on the other side. We should all be (laughs) revived and renewed and say, hey, God has blessed me with this wonderful day. And all is well. All is well. What's our song, Foster? 598.